WIFA Waves is sponsored by WIFA Accelerator, an education hub to amplify your career. Shop the hub or explore our persona pathways to find all the ways that you can accelerate your career trajectory and make meaningful partnerships along the way. We want to help you crush your near and long-term goals. So collaborate with us over at womeninfitness.org backslash accelerate. Hello, I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. And I'm Morgan Hills Adetoye, director of all things WIFA. And this is WIFA Waves the sound waves of your career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it. Today on the WIFA Waves podcast, we are incredibly grateful to have a OG WIFA collaborator on the call with us today. I won't embarrass her by reading her entire bio, but let's just say this. For the better part of the last decade, Sarah Pellegrino and I have been um, not just colleagues, but friends and I've gotten to watch her come from her URSA internship and uh, attending trade shows with her father, who is such an icon in our industry, especially in equipment circles, and to watch her come into her own as a strong woman leading sales teams and absolutely crushing it out in the field, seeing hundreds of different health clubs all over the East Coast. Not only that, I asked her to help start WIFA back in 2017. She has, you know, met my sons and been in my life for so, so long. And I know Morgan and I are extremely excited to kick off this conversation with her. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Well, Lindsay, thank you for that beautiful introduction and recap, and you have just been a close friend and mentor of mine for so many years, dating all the way back to my high school and college career, so I'm honored to be here with you and Morgan today. Thank you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We're definitely grateful to have you as well. Thank you. So we want to know, you tell our listeners, because I know, but we would love to know, what's your WIFA story? Like, tell us your, it's not, it's a little different than how did you find us. So why don't you tell us about your WIFA story so listeners can hear more? My WIFA story. Well, let's take it back to, believe it was early, early 2017. And I remember where I was, I was in my home office and I get a call from you, Lindsay, and you said, Hey, don't you think it would be so cool if we had an association that supported women in fitness? And I agreed wholeheartedly and, um, have genuinely just enjoyed every single step of WIFA since I've literally been with it the whole time. And Um, as a founding board member, continue to see the association grow and change and um, just continue to help women in fitness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I asked you, I was like, will you be on the board? (laughs) (laughs) Please? Yes, of course. (laughs) If it was only that easy now. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) 
was a no brainer. It was super easy. It was a yes, yes, yes. There was no hesitation. And there was just this um, overwhelming, you know, need for something like this in the industry. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, also, we love asking this question, but tell us about your early childhood and your first memory or something that is really vivid um, that informs who you are today. I love this question. And I, there's, it's twofold for me. So the first part, the first memory that I have of playing, I always loved baby dolls. And they all had names, middle names, and I would, I would just play with my babies. And I was, I'm an only child, so very content, play alone. Um, I had a couple, I grew up in New York, and we had this cool house that was tucked in up on a hill in the trees. It was a custom-built home. And so I had walk-in closets as a baby and child, which is kind of funny. But my parents let me make one of those closets a nursery. And so I literally at the age of seven was painting walls in a closet and had all my doll accessories in there. So I just remember that still so clear today. Um, And then later, as I got a little older, I wanted before I even got anywhere into fitness or sales, um, I wanted to be an architect. And that dream was killed, shot down by a, a drafting teacher in ninth grade. But I would rip out pages um, in home magazines of a house and I would design the inside. So I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks full of these interior designs. But those were my two most vivid childhood memories of playing and just being 100% content and happy. Mm. That's so, so awesome. It is so awesome. As I was listening to you describe it, I was thinking about your capacity to care for people mm-hmm. and the how, how that really informs the way you are today. And I really do see you caring for so many people, not only in the industry, but in your life and in your primary relationships. And mm-hmm. what a what a cool thing to see that parlay. Did you did that show up for you in your very first job? You know, I definitely, the caring and the nurturing, I definitely care about people and I can pick up when people are off. And as I became a leader, that was something that I think really helped me, right? To be able to show empathy and be a little more sympathetic than others. I definitely think that that played off and was a strong benefit going into the workforce and still is today. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. What are, thinking about that, like what are um, some career highlights that you have personally? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to talk about some WIFA highlights first, Morgan. How's that? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so being a board member of WIFA to me has, it's something that I have been so proud of and so mm-hmm. proud to convey and to discuss and to bring that pop socket everywhere I go. I Mm -hmm. love when people see the hats and see the swag. Um, I have friends that are males that will pick up my WIFA hat and they know what it means, right? They'll put it on, they'll walk around our house and they know what WIFA means. And so Mm -hmm. that to me, being a board member representing something of such magnitude has been such a highlight for me first off. Um, and you know, we were talking about WIFA memories, the three of us, and 
the first fiercely female, I believe it was ever in 2018, just being in a room full of so much WIFA goodness and so many women looking to make a difference and truly bond and create magic. That to me, I will never forget. Um, representing WIFA at trade shows, um, just that in and of itself, Morgan has been such a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, if we take a step out of WIFA and just take a, you know, just into the broader industry, um, in 2018, CBI puts out, or every year they put out their rising stars, and I was named one in 2018. Um, and again, it's just, you know, you do all these things and you don't do it for the recognition, you do it to make a difference. And that's just been a pillar of mine, um, something that I value since day one. So it, it was really cool, though, to sit back and just be like, we're doing, we're making a difference, right? The work we put in day in, day out, it, it is making a difference. Um, I had the opportunity to attend URSA Institutes twice um, to, with different companies and just the oppor- opportunity for higher learning is really important to me. And to have something that is so specific to fitness was so beneficial. Um, and then most recently, Morgan, my new position as the host of The Value Proposition, the new show from the Fitness Business Podcast. I mean, they took my time and experience as a vendor and the team at Fitness Business Podcast really created this amazing opportunity and show for me to lead other vendors and suppliers um, to this great place where they can truly share the value of their company. Mm. Yes, definitely. I will speak to two of those things, obviously, um, the first seriously female, it was you, I was so grateful to have you because you were (laughs) such a big help in making sure that that went off without a hitch. And it was, it truly was such a magical day. The room was, um, the energy you can't explain in words, but it was palpable, you know, it was, it was incredible. So thank you for all your help with that. And, um, secondly, I do think, it's so cool that, um, you know, through the fitness business podcast and you interviewing for it, I know that was a long process and then mm-hmm. us voting, you know, the, the public voting. Mm-hmm. So I did think it was so cool that even though there was so many great people that were up for the job that they ended up creating something for each of you. Um, I thought that was such a nice opportunity for everyone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. It was such a strategic business move. And it's just the, the three new hosts plus Chantel, we all, and JT, we all get along so well and we feed off of each other, right? Like, here's an idea. What about this? And it just makes everybody better. I know that's something Mm. that's so important at WIFA. And if there's more hands, more voices in the room, it just, it it lifts everybody. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and you, your, your uh, tenacity around your learning to dive in and become a podcast host overnight. I'm so impressed with your <laughs> capacity. It just goes to show, apply for the job and then figure it out. Right? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, you know, Linz, I called you. I remember calling you and I was like, I just applied to be the new host of the fitness business podcast. And it was right as quarantine was coming in and we were home and I just had that time. I had, um, the self-reflection and 
It was one of those things where you saw it and it was like, why wouldn't I apply for that? I'm just mm -hmm. as qualified as anyone else that's going to put their name in the hat and I could rock this job. Right? right. And so it is so cool to, you know, I threw myself completely out of my comfort zone. And if anyone is listening to this and you're seeing a job that you're like, oh, I don't know if I qualify, apply, apply. What are you going to lose? Something amazing may come of it. And you know what, if you don't get it, you may get, just get something better. So mm -hmm. I, I hope that is a huge takeaway and a lesson from, from this episode. Mm, absolutely. Well, and to the, to the tune of just, you know, watching and learning you and your dad, you've had such a magnificent relationship with your father, your, you know, your whole life. He's such a stud, Sal Pellegrino. <laughs> um, so you, you grew up in the fitness industry by way of his relationships I'm curious, at an early age, you were attracted to the industry and did an internship with Ursa during college. So what about the fitness industry appealed to you so early on? So I have this, it's like, it's the first line in my bio on LinkedIn lens is that I grew up with a garage that was filled with fitness equipment, never cars. And I, the magnitude of that is so real, right? Like I never we grew up in new york it snows there it's cold there and my parents cars froze every single winter because my dad's pride and joy his fitness equipment was safe and warm in the garage right so <laughs> we had a basement there was a cardio deck and he blew out a wall and went into the cardio was in the basement and then there was a stretching area and then you walk around the steps and then now the huge garage is where all the strength equipment is and our neighbors had keys to our garage and it was Saturday morning fitness club there. My parents, Aww. friends would come over every Saturday morning. The parents would all work out. The kids would play and then they'd make pancakes. It was a thing. So <laughs> it really, like I say that I sum that up into a sentence, but I have just the most vivid memories as a kid, you know, climbing on strength equipment and figuring out how to get from one piece to another, you know, and it's just, my, my dad is happiest when he's in his gym. It has an official name now, PFI, Pellegrino Fitness Institute. Uh, <laughs> they have since, since that New York house, they've moved twice. So they moved to Raleigh, um, where I went to high school and college years. And then they now live in Fort Mill. And he, they purposely upgraded from a two-car garage in Raleigh to a three-car garage in Fort Mill so that PFI could expand yet again. So <laughs> my, oh, uh, Sal. Yeah, Sal. Oh, Sal. So it really is, um, you know, seeing my dad, he has always, I always, he travels like a dog, right? He's gone all the time. He, he's a road warrior. He drives, he prefers to drive and fly, drive than fly. And he is just always happy. He's never angry to travel. He doesn't mm. get grumpy. Um, he has just always been happy in his career and his customers are friends. We have family friends that have been his lifelong customers. So that really just explains the depth of what fitness means to our family. My mom, before she was a stay-at-home mom, was, worked sold for Bally. She mm -hmm. um, worked in fitness clubs for years. So it really isn't, it, yes, my dad is still in it now, but it really has been the family business for years. And now my fiance is also in the fitness industry. So, um, it definitely, it definitely goes down to the roots of our family. I love that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if many people know this, but 
uh, Sarah's mother, Kelly, is also a WIFA member, and she has been a loyal WIFA member since the very beginning, um, and I just, I always think that's so sweet that she, whether or not she you know, is in the industry right now. Like she wants to support Sarah, support WIFA, and Sal is probably hands down like our most loyal social media <laughs> liker and commenter. <laughs> so he, re he replies to your uh, your email blast, doesn't he, Morgan? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he'll send me. This is great. He'll, or he'll send Ask WIFA, you know. But I'll see it, and I'm just like, oh, Sal, you're so great. So I just I love your family. I think it's so great that you all are such supporters of one another mm -hmm. um it's yeah. awesome and <laughs> it'll be interesting if you decide to bring new life into this world of what, <laughs> what those friends will do well um like you talked about your life and sales and um traveling around as well you've been to a lot of health clubs so what is the most memorable experience that you've had I love this question because it stumped me because I really had to think about this I have been when I tell you all and I've pretty much collected a business card from every club I've ever been into hundreds hundreds of clubs so um, some they've just been quick drop-ins and some they've been, I was there for a whole day and it was a meeting and we were doing software demos and I was there for a long time and got to really see behind their business. Right. Um, this, I'm going to give you some broad answers and then I have a specific because what I remember most, and there are multiple memories, but it's when club owners and their people on the ground, when they go above and beyond, right. When you see employees cleaning a gym or if there's trash on the floor if an employee is picking that up right like how invested are your people in your business that i always noted i always called picked up on that called that out and gave kudos to the owner um getting to see health clubs open morgan um being with a club from pre-sale to going to see them a week before they open and then seeing them in a few months and they're open so cool, right? Um, seeing health clubs expand. I've seen clubs go under massive transformations um, that just completely redefined their business and um, increased how many people that they could help under those four walls, right? Um, but the most unique thing that I remember to date was Annapolis Athletic Club in Annapolis, Maryland. And they have a front desk greeter that knows every single person's first name, even wow. me as a vendor. Okay. Mm. Um, so I probably went to see them every six months, something to that extent. I did at this time, I covered the whole Northeast, right? So I was traveling like crazy and I, every time, hi, Sarah, so great to see you. How's mm. North Carolina? Okay. So what that says is that I mean, those members are members for life, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that to me just really struck a chord. It was something I always told the leadership there is that you have the best people in the best seat um, and, and they're really making a difference in your organization. Mm. Mm. That's mm. so awesome. <laughs> it's magical and not easy. 
I mean, I, I, I spent a great deal of time early in my career with Starbucks and memorizing people's names is no joke. I have called plenty of Sally's Sue over my, in my, you know, over the course of time. So it's really impressive when people can remember names and it's, at least according to Dale Carnegie and how to win friends and influence people. It's one of the most thoughtful and complimentary things you can ever do for a human being is to make eye contact with them and say their name. It's like the sweetest sound to them. So what a, you know, it's so important to have that. And I, I see that quality in you too, Sarah. Thank you. I, I try, I, I swear it's being in sales. It's the number one thing I really try to do. Um, you don't get it, you know, hundred percent though, right? There's always that time. Mm-hmm. Remind me your name. I'm so sorry. I know um, something I did start to do at trade shows. I'm sure you two do it as well, but I don't really, I don't say nice to meet you anymore. I say mm-hmm. nice to see you because mm-hmm. I, I made that mistake once it was early on in my career. And I said, nice to meet you. And they said, we've met before. And I went, oops. Oh. Right. <laughs> so, um, just little things like that and just how you greet someone can make such a difference. Mm. Oh, it absolutely can. It absolutely can. Well, and you, you've gotten a lot of practice virtually recently in your new role with the fitness business podcast and the value proposition shows the host to get to know new people and, um, make those connections virtually. So tell us what's your favorite part about this new role you're in. I am so excited. I just, you could see my face. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now because (laughs) this is something that is brand spanking new, Lynn. Mm-hmm. So we are literally building this from the ground up. So I had my most, I did a pilot episode with my dad. Um, and that was a, that was great. Um, I did my first official episode launched with um, Rex Roundtables. And um, my next one is airing the third week of August. So August 21st. Um, so I, I have done three already, right? And it is coming from the vendor side. I always feel like I have had this unique perspective on the industry. I have other vendors in my family, but then I, you know, I have my fiance who was an owner, right? And so I have friends that are owners. And so I have this really unique way to think, you know, acting like a vendor, but I can think how an owner is thinking. And that made me a very strategic vendor and early on in my career, this is back to the software and billing days. The biggest lesson I learned there was how to convey the value of your product and service above and beyond what it actually does. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you look at the market today, the competition is so high Mm -hmm. um, and the market is so saturated that you really have to have value above and beyond what you do. So I learned at an early age how to sell the value of something. And that just fits so specifically in with this show and what we're trying to do, right? I, you know, software, yes, it checks in people. Okay, great. What is that relationship getting me, right? This treadmill, yes, you can work out on it, but what is that relationship getting with, you know, doing for me and my business? Um, so I'm just super excited to give vendors and suppliers globally a voice to share the messaging behind their product and service. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's really great. I think I'm so excited to hear more and I love that the pilot episode with it was with your dad. What an easy 
way to kind of jump into it to make you feel comfortable right away. And you know what's cool about that, Morgan, is that it's already changed from the pilot, right? right. Like, that was one-on-one. And ladies, that was like two months ago. Then not a lot of time. And we've already, you know, the past two interviews that I have done for the value proposition have not just been one-on-one. They've been me as the host. There is a leading person from the company. But then having two or three other employees to really differentiate and get the voice from not just company, but different areas of the company. And so we are just loving that. We're loving uh, the messaging and how we can just cover different areas of the company in one quick, you know, 40 minute conversation. Yeah, that is really cool. How Mm -hmm. important, because it is true. Um, the different perspectives that people have of your company, depending on who you're talking to, you know, all positive usually, but, um, to hear from multiple people rather than just one is really cool. I love that you guys are doing that. Mm -hmm. We're excited. Yeah. So tell us something that you are excited about and that you would like to share with our community. So hello, WIFA community. (laughs) It's me, your chair of the WIFA fundraising committee. (laughs) Um, We are super excited. There have been so many moving parts to WIFA recently, right? Um, Membership is, you know, we're always working on membership. We have the new podcast. There's, we're doing virtual events, all virtually, right? We've had to pivot our what was supposed to be our on, you know, in-person events. We made WIFA week and it it went virtual. We have board member applications out, right? So we're all over the place. We're moving and grooving, doing all these amazing things. And one thing that has been, um, I'm going to say difficult, and I don't mean it negatively. It's just been a challenge is to learn how to fundraise in the Mm -hmm. environment post-COVID or during Mm -hmm. COVID, right? So how do you go to a company that you know has had some struggles, maybe had some layoffs, and ask them to support your nonprofit association. Um, so really navigating that. And I, we, we have the committee in place and we have five women that have just come from all really different areas of the fundraising and membership generation spectrum. I'll say um, we have, I'm the, I'm the safe Sally, right. That's going, if we can get a bunch of little things, they'll add up to a big thing. And then you have, you know, the dreamers on the team that are like, we just need one big fish. Right. So it's really getting this perfect mix. And we have all these amazing ideas of not just donations and fundraising, but partnerships and how to really grow WIFA, not just in the US, but globally and learn about all these amazing companies globally. So I'm really excited for the connections that will be made over the next couple of months. I, I can't wait to look back in December and see all the progress and all the new connections that we've made from the ideas we're generating from this committee. Mm. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And your devotion to that is so, it's so important to WIFA because it is, it's an, it's an interesting question to consider right now. And it's also such a big part of the WIFA operations team right now, as we've grown as an association over those last three years to continue offering world-class opportunities for our members. We, you know, they deserve to have a proper operations team supporting them as well. Yeah. No. And when you believe in something so wholeheartedly, I know that you both understand fully what I'm about to say. It's, it's not work and it's not sales. It's a passion project. And it is Mm -hmm. something 
that really lights your fire and you get excited to talk about. I could call up anybody and just talk about WeFund, talk about what we do and our mission. And I think that I know that we have a community 500 plus strong of people that feel the same exact way. Mm-hmm. So really just excited to see where we can go from here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience today about what you're excited about outside of WIFA? Well, you know what? If you are a vendor, if you are a supplier in the industry, if you are new to the market, if you have been in the market for 30 years and you feel um, as though a doing a show with me on the value proposition would benefit your company, please, please, please reach out to me. Um, I will provide my email and all my social media handles to Morgan and Lindsay, um, Sarah Pellegrino on LinkedIn, Facebook, Sarah Pell 14 on Instagram. Find me, reach out, let's connect. I would love the opportunity to chat, tell you more and hand over the microphone, give you the mm. opportunity to share your company's story. Mm. That's awesome. Well, we are going to end with some fun rapid fire questions. So (laughs) Lindsay and I will kind of bounce back and forth. And then first thing that comes to your mind, just say it. (laughs) Oh, I'm hungry. I'm on this new, I'm I'm, hungry. I'm trying keto and my eating window starts in and it's like keto plus fasting and I can eat in 20 minutes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Game on, game on. I like it. Um, let's see. First rapid fire question is what is a self care act that you do for yourself? That's free. Ooh, Mm, you know what, Morgan, I take walks around my neighborhood every night. Um, if Dino's home, he comes with me and it is just peace and quiet. And it's after the day, it's a break from the computer screens that we're on all day. And, um, just, I love it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite song right now? Oh, um, I will tell you exactly because it is so good. I think it's called no money by, I'm going to give you who it's by because it's a really good one. Y'all need to download it for all those workouts we're all doing. Hold on. No Money by Galantis. I love Galantis just as a whole. But. I will check that out for sure. Very good. Mm-hmm. Some new, new music alert. Yes. <laughs> what, um, what are you listening to or reading currently? Listening to or reading. I am reading um, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. And it is amazing. And I, I will be very honest in the fact that I'm really not a reader. Um, it doesn't give me joy. <laughs> um, it, it's something that I feel like I read emails. I talk on the phone all day. Um, it, it puts me to sleep if I'm not truly, truly engaged. Loving that book. And then listening, I am listening to all the goodness that WIFA is putting out on WIFA Waves. And all the goodness that the fitness business podcast is putting out um, with their weekly shows and then our monthly and then quarterly shows that we're adding. 
Love it. Nice. Yes, I love that book. So good. Mm -hmm. You and I have already bonded over that. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're on Instagram chatting in the DMs like, oh, wasn't that a good line? <laughs> <laughs> the way she, I mean, I just feel like it's like the way she just brings things to life is just so, so cool. You put a page down, you're like, huh, let me think about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she definitely so, makes you think, which is great. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I want to know what TV show are you binging right now? Oh, I highly recommend anybody do this. If you have Netflix, start Grey's Anatomy from season one. There's 25 seasons. Oh my gosh. It'll make your heart a flutter because what we, we were getting, there's, there's, you know, there's garbage on TV right now, right? There's nothing, uh -huh. but, um, we love, we went through, we blew through our Netflix shows. We did Ozark. We did Queen of the South um a couple others in their outer banks and then they have like one to four seasons and you're just left empty when they're over right so mm -hmm. 25 seasons i will be good for hopefully months. quite some time <laughs> that's so funny my sister and i did the same we didn't well i mean we started at like season 14 or something because i think that's where we realized we had probably left off and so during yeah. the like you know, intense lockdown of really not leaving the house at all. My sister and her boyfriend lived with my husband and I. And so we just binged that. We had dinner. We'd go upstairs, watch one to two episodes of Greatest Anatomy, go to bed. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> so I hear you. I'm feeling inspired. <laughs> Every time it gets me. <laughs> I know. Right? I have not done that. I think I need to do it. I should. My sister-in-law is a doctor as well. And so I would, I constantly call her and I'm like, that can't be how it really is in the hospital. Right. And she's like, I mean, it's really not that far off. I'm like, oh, wow. Really? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Sarah, it was so fun to chat with you. I'm so glad that our community could hear from you and, um, if there's any last things that you're thinking of that you would like to share, but I think you shared your social handles and people can reach out to you and find you. And um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you both for inviting me to join. I really enjoyed our conversation today and can't wait to listen. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Always. You all have a great day.